welcome back to Tales from the Tub with your host, Kate Wilcox. I am your host, Kate Wilcox, and I am back in the tub where the water is extra hot and my upper lip is just a little sweaty. I am here with a very special guest today whom I am thrilled to introduce. But first, my two-minute tale. A preface, a preface, if you will, before I uh, begin. Today's two-minute tale is act one of a three-act tale. One that spans two years and crosses multiple state lines. In order to tell this story with fidelity, I must do so in pieces. None of the names were changed in this story because fuck it! (laughs) It's my story, so anyway. (laughs) All right. Catfishing is the act of creating a false identity in order to lure people into relationships. It's very deceptive. Allow me to set the scene. Picture this. It's 2008. If you've listened to my last episode, you know what's going on in 2008. Anyway. I return from my study abroad program in Italy with a new haircut a hole in my bottom lip where a fresh piercing was hastily removed in Belgium while eating a waffle, and a straight-up annoying attitude. I'm not here to cast shade on my former self, y'all, but woof, what a buzzkill. <laughs> 20 years old and nothing better to do than to complain about how lame I thought America is now. <laughs> So I land a job at a custard shop very far from campus to show the growth of having been living abroad at a a shop called Just Indulge. It was in Wicker, Wicker Park across from Tattoo Tattoo, where I would end up spending all of my money from Just Indulge. <laughs> living on student loans and custard shop money, I decided to leave the college softball team that year that I had played on previously and instead explored my passion of being on the stage. I still had many friends on the softball team. All my roommates at the time were on the team, and one afternoon they brought a couple of fresh teammates over to hang before practice. That's when I met Karina Gonzalez. She was a transplant sophomore, a year younger than me, and fit in with all of us instantly. She was funny, she had a great sense of music and movies. Karina was from San Diego and embodied the California vibe. Karina and I became fast friends. We spent hours talking about how much we, we miss the warm weather. <laughs> we were both going after a media comm degree, so we spent a lot of time studying together as well. One afternoon, I'm in her dorm room on campus. She's at her desktop computer, turns to me in her chair and asks, hey, do you have Facebook? This is 2008, y'all. <laughs> I say, duh, I chime back. She says, oh, cool. Uh, Come here, I want to show you someone. I scoot toward the edge of the extra long dorm bed to get a better look at the screen. Matthew Dresser says in bold letters with a picture of a dark-haired, handsome-faced young guy on the screen. A big smile, dark hair, dark eyes. I was intrigued. Karina tells me, Matt and I go way back. I was the manager of our football team back in high school, and we've been friends for years. She shows me a picture of her at a football game at the sideline with him somewhere on the field mid-play. She says, I could introduce you two if you want. I think you'd really hit it off. Really? 
I say. Well, where does he live? I ask. Karina swivels a little in her chair and states, he goes to school in Villanova, at Villanova, but, I mean, he'll probably come visit you if things heat up, obviously. I shrug my shoulders. Okay, I say, why not? (laughs) Act two of the catfish sale will continue next week. Now, drum roll, please. The moment we've all been waiting for. I am proud to introduce you to my sweet friend, Allie Morris. Allie is a vocalist. She's also a firm believer in manifesting the life you desire and also just an all-around life force of a human. Allie, tell us about you. Explain to us your bath situation. (laughs) Hello, hello, it's just me. I'm Allie. My bath situation, I'm kind of a pure and simple kind of gal when it comes to baths. I'm a purist. I don't do the bombs. I don't do the bowls. Not a fan. So I just got a lot of hot water, and it's quite uh, quite relaxing. Well, that's lovely. I'm sporting a bath bomb today. Um, you'll find out that it's pretty uncomfortable when you're in a tub for a long time. So just, like, really appreciate you being here. Allie, it's so nice Hi. to have you. Hey, Allie, will you do us a favor? Will you tell us uh, the moment you were meeting... You remember meeting me, so our origin tale. Sure. Um, it's a bit hazy. I have kind of two distinct points of meeting you. The first time, the very, very first time, was at our mutual friend, Graham. Graham was living in a house. And this was a house kind of like downtown west-ish Tucson. And he had a roommate named Nate. And it was a very cool, old, like, kind of 1950s-style Tucson house. And Graham and Nate were having a party. And Graham is very close old friends with a girl named Francesca. So all that to say, I remember being at a party at Graham's house. And Fran and Kate (laughs) showed up. And I I feel like Kate was wearing, she had very short hair. Like a short, 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 short dude. Like not a bob, but like a short crewish cut and I feel like it was like a brown at the time like maybe like a reddishy auburny kind of like a like a striking brown not just like a normal people hair color brown and I feel like you were wearing a jean jacket one that I covet to this day I would like you to leave it in your wheel for me thanks uh and I swear you were also wearing this like stripy skirt like a like a black and white striped skirt and I remember meeting you with Fran and you were a handful (laughs) like definitely bringing the party bringing all the energy making people laugh and it was one of those things where like oh this person's intriguing this person is like I gotta I want to know more about this person very entertaining um a lot of fun to be with and then I think we didn't see each other for a very long time I think I met you this one night at this party with Fran that was the end of it and then the next memory I have is I feel somehow our numbers were exchanged somehow through the course of the night. And then many moons later, it could have been months. It truth be told could have been years. Like I don't really have to keep track of time that way. But I feel like I texted you out of the blue and was like, Hey, it was nice to meet you. Like we'd love to hang out, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like you were somehow in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh yeah. Like, well, I'd like to see you. Like I'm back in town. Um, and yeah, let's hang out. And so I remember you came to my house on Highland Street. Mm-hmm. And again, I think you were wearing a striped skirt, or I'm just superimposing the memories, and I can't remember which is which. But 
but you came in, you were very much yourself. You were still the same, you know, person that I remembered. Um, and from there on out, it was kind of like, it was a bit of a whirlwind. Uh, we were both at different kind of intense times in our life, in our life mutually. And it was kind of like this magnetic, you know, kind of like all consuming thing for a while. And that's how I remember it. How do you remember yeah. it? Yeah. Um, beautifully said, I remember that skirt. I no longer own it. Uh, I also really appreciate you marking time with what my hair looks like, Allie. That's, that's really helpful. Thank you. I guess I don't remember where we are unless somebody com- confirms what my hair looks like at that stage of life. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> um, I, I remember meeting you at that party. What really struck me is that we sat on the front porch well, yes. like long after everybody had left and you told me your story up until that moment. And I was listening with true wonder. Like I'd never heard a story before. And your story is so unique to you. And um, I just couldn't believe that there was somebody out in the world living life so beautifully. And then to also cross paths with you again. I think it was years later. It had to have been three years later. Um, when I was moving back to Tucson and was driving down Highland and you text me. So it, it was definitely a universal connection. People, somebody had us in mind for each other. <laughs> uh, I definitely agree with that. It's been really special to watch our friendship take form. And it's been many, many years we've been friends. It's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. And that actually tells, uh, lets me kind of like switch gears for a second because you have a story today um that i'm gonna let you take but i'm definitely gonna chime in with but um it's so good Allie, take it away your tail go for it okay so what had happened was i decided that i needed to leave tucson i was getting my degree in music classical music but knew that that was not my jam and that i needed to be in a place where the music was and i had never left tucson i was born and raised there so i'd been there for 20 26 years at that point and I had also never been to Austin but I just literally got the like the light bulb went off in my head one day okay I'm moving to Austin it's gonna happen in April and that's just how it's gonna go and so the process of leaving Tucson was very sad truth be told there was a lot of grief I was having to leave my life I had a lot of beautiful friends uh, a big loving community it's the only place I'd ever known but it was like, it was just as if the wind blew this other direction. I had no choice but to go. So uh, another very close friend of mine named Sophie, she and I drove out to Austin for a day. We literally drove 13 hours. We're here 24 hours, drove home just to kind of lay eyes on the place before we actually you know, packed up all my stuff. So when it gets time to be leaving Tucson, we're packing up the cars, you know, actually getting ready to go. It's like a tumultuous, energetically draining sad experience like i'm happy to be doing it but i'm also scared and sad to be living leaving my life yeah for sure uh, the only life i had known up until that point mm. and so kate it was april so i don't know how you must have taken time off work but kate offered to drive with me my dad and my my dad's girlfriend lisa were going to take a, a big truck full of stuff and kate and i were going to drive my tiny little truck full of stuff and we were going to caravan and we would go together and she generously offered to come with me and help shoulder the burden, help me drive, help me move my shit in, my stuff in, <laughs> help me move into this new place. And so I was very, very grateful to have, have her there to do it. So I remember that the night before we left, our plan was to like be on the road 
at like 4.30 in the morning. And so my apartment was empty. <laughs> I had nowhere to sleep. So Kate and I finish packing up all the cars and get to her house at, you know, probably close to midnight. And we have to wake up at four. So I remember getting into Kate's bed with me and her in it. And, you know, you can't fall asleep. I can't fall asleep when I travel even to a place that's like not a big deal. <laughs> so I, I couldn't sleep. I think I maybe slept like an hour. I just remember feeling all sorts of anxiety, just awake in the bed, wishing I was asleep. So we get up and it's dark. And I remember we got on the road and we're driving, we're like leaving the Arizona mountains, mm-hmm. the desert, you know, we got to watch the sun come up and we had a playlist of music going and, and all things were fine and dandy. Like we were doing it. We were happy to be there. It was a good time. It was a good time. We were just kind of going with it, even though we both were already exhausted and kind of loopy. And so at some point in New Mexico, we stopped into a rest stop to go to the bathroom. We come out, whatever, we're back in the car. And it's not for like another 45 minutes doing 80 down a freeway that I realize I don't have my wallet. I don't have it. It's a tiny, tiny cab truck. Like it's not there. And so I start losing my shit and somehow or another Kate like MacGyver figures out the name of the place we just were in the middle of nowhere calls them and confirms that someone had found my wallet in the bathroom and brought it up to the front how she knew to call how she knew where we were I will never know but so now we have to turn around and drive another 45 minutes back the wrong way to go get my wallet so we do it's a glorious day I have my money and my credit cards and all the things I need. And I'm very grateful for Kate's intuitive, uh, magical. I don't even know what the place there that place is now, but I bet she does. (laughs) I I genuinely, I think it was like a Texaco or something. And how you found the phone number. I mean, I don't know. So we're in the car now. We've got the wallet. We're like, whoa, bro, that train. Okay. And I've been driving. I'm known. I drive. Like I like to drive. It's a thing that's happening. But all of a sudden, something comes over me, and it's like the wave of exhaustion meets grief hit me in the face, and I'm like, hey, I don't feel good. Like, I think I'm dying. <laughs> we need to pull over, like, right now. I-, I think I'm dying. Like, you need to drive. And so we switch. Kate-, Kate starts driving. I'm now hysterically crying in the passenger seat, like, what am I doing? Why? This feels awful. Are you sure this is okay? And she's like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's going to be okay. So we drive another, you know, like it's slow going because we're driving a truck full of stuff. We can't, we can't really haul ass down the freeway with my plants and everything in the bit of this truck. So we drive for a total of like 14 or 15 hours. It's a long day. It might've actually been 16 because we had the 45 minute detour. But anyways, we get to the hotel. We have to book a hotel because like, obviously you can't just come trolling into a new apartment at midnight. Right? So Kate and I don't fight much in our relationship, but at this point we have had three hours of sleep and have been driving for 16 hours, probably not a lot of food and, um, are exhausted. So we get into this hotel and I don't remember what happened. Maybe Kate can say more about it. Like I just remember walking down a hallway and being like, Kate, no, the room is this way. And she looked at me like, I'm going to kill you. You're stupid. It's this way. And it was kind of like this weird moment of friction. We got in the room. Katie falls asleep in 30 seconds because that's just like her natural talent. She can sleep anywhere. 
in literally like less than a minute. She's just out like a light. So I'm there. I'm pussing around. We go to sleep. We wake up. We're now in Texas where the weather's a little different. She's still asleep. So I wake up and I sneak up and I go into the bathroom and I turn on the light. And I had taken a shower the night before and let my hair dry overnight. And my hair was like curly. It was like these wavy, curling undrules that I've never seen before. And I gasp, and I walk into the other room. I'm like, Kate, I have curly hair now. And she woke up, and we laughed, and we laughed. And and that's just kind of part A of the story. Do you have anything to add at this, this moment? Uh, just, like, driving through Texas with, like, tiny towns with your dad. It's, like, massive truck full of stuff. Like, in the middle of nowhere, Texas was just, like, I'll never forget those moments. Um, also, that fight that would lasted for about two seconds until we ate. I think we ate a cupcake. We both ate a yeah, cupcake. I felt better. But, like, yeah, when you were like, Kate, the room's this way. It was one sentence, and I was like, oh, this is when I set you on fire. <laughs> I was just like, I'm so tired. Anyway, okay. So, we get to Texas. Wake up in the morning. After she finds out that she has Taylor Swift hair... We realized that we're across the street. We had no idea that we had chosen this random Best Western Hotel because we were just like on our last nerve and maybe partially dying. <laughs> and we wake up in the morning and we're across the street from her new apartment. Like literally across the street. Across the street. We had no idea. Oh my god. Wow. So and then we, we start moving in. Yeah. So take it away. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So we move in. Not much to say, except we're taking it up a three. I'm on the third floor. So it's two full flights of stairs. And we get it done. My dad and we unload my dad's truck. We unload my truck. Stuff is everywhere, but it's here. My dad and Lisa are turning around to go home. They're not, you know, staying. But Kate is staying. Kate's going to stay for, like, I think, like, four other, four or so, like, additional dates. Yeah. So my dad and Lisa leave. And Kate and I decide, okay, what do we need? We need a couch. So we go on Craigslist, I'm a big fan, and we find this couch. And in true Austin fashion, it's like this couch was the Couch by Couch West runner-up for best couch 2014. It's this bright yellow, kind of velvet, some some materials similar to velvet, but like bright yellow, beautiful couch. And it's listed for like 150 bucks, or maybe it was listed for 200, definitely not a penny more. Um, and we're like, ooh, we gotta go check out this couch. So the day comes, we're driving to these people's house. <clears throat> it's raining. It's like a rainy day. Maybe it hadn't even started raining. I don't know. No, it definitely had because we had to go buy tarps. We knew to kind of bring tarps, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So we go to Home Depot and we figure, okay, well, we'll just figure out a way to like drape a tarp over a couch. It's not really raining that bad. It's like a drizzle. It's like not a big deal. So we come prepared. We go into these people's house and I'm not a negotiator. It's not a skill I have. I'm trying to learn, but I suck at it. And so I put it all in K. I'm like, you're just going to have to like do the talking and figure out how much I'm going to pay for this because that's, that's just your job now. So we go into the house, and it's this lovely man and woman. They're very sweet. They custom ordered this couch. And I remember, like, I want the couch. Like, I'm all in. And they're like, okay, well, you know, it's, the cost is, you know, 150 and Kate goes, mm, well, yeah, man, like, I don't know. I'm thinking more like 125, 100. <laughs> and I die inside. I just like can't. But that level of negotiating just makes me so uncomfortable. And I look at her like, I, I'm going to throw you out of this house. 
Um, but they went for it, and she tacked the price down. I think I maybe paid $125 for this couch. Yeah. So that's a success, right? But then the next problem is how do we get it home? It's just us, oh and God. it has since started to torrential downpour. Like, I remember running out of the house to the truck to grab the tarps, which I guess that was stupid. We should have brought them in so they weren't already wet. But anyways, <laughs> we bring off the tarps into the house, and the people aren't helping. It's not like they, are, they don't give a shit if this couch gets wet. But this is, like, not the material that you want water on. So Mm-mm. we're in these people's living room, and now we're going to, like, I have to use the word condom because, like, you're putting two ends of two tarps around a couch, taping in the middle, trying to seal it. I think three tarps were involved, lots of tape, and then you got to carry it into the truck, into my tiny little bed of the truck, in the torrential downpour, and then drive it down a freeway. So, so somehow we make it work, right? It, it can't, the couch was wet. It was dry. We get home, and now we've got the problem of getting it up the stairs. Oh so God. luckily, we have a friend of a friend who has a son who happens to live in Austin, and she offers him up to us. So we call this guy. We've never met him. We don't know him from Adam. He shows up, and he helps us carry this couch up the three flights of stairs and, like, jimmy it around, like, sharp corners, you know. Anyways, I have a cute, a very cute photo of me, Kate, and this guy, whose name I should be told, but can't remember. Um, <laughs> me neither. It's just us. Like, Kate has her head on my shoulder. Like, I have her, my head on her shoulder. And there's this guy sitting there. And we took a cute little group photo of us sitting on this adorable yellow couch, now nice and dry in my apartment. And it was so sweet. And yeah. later, we ended up going out with him. And he was in the Air Force. And so we had all these Air Force buddies. <laughs> So next thing we know, we're somewhere in downtown Austin, like we don't know, with some dudes we don't know, having a ball, kind of drinking our, you know, uh, getting a little relief from all the stress. And I remember we went to 7th Street, which is also called, no, 6th Street. It's called the Dirty Six in Austin. It's basically like every college person's heaven. Um, all the bars, everything's on foot, you know, it's just bedlam. Yeah. It's just like a ruckus. <laughs> and I remember taking one look at it and seeing cops on horses yeah. and thinking like, no, 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 no. We got to get out of here. I don't, I don't mess with cops on horses. This is not my jam. And I think we took a ride in a pedicab. The point is we had a wild night and neither of us remembers most of it. Nope. I think we just remember waking up in my bed being like, wow, my head hurts. Yeah. But it was a really fun time. Man, Allie, you tell that story so well. I just need everybody to understand the level of of texas rain that we're talking about here is you can't see the you cannot see the road while you're driving like your windshields are going as high as they can and you cannot see the road and we don't know where we're going and i don't know how to use maps I've never, like, had to use maps, so I'm, like, deeply confused by the green dot, and, like, oh Kate's like, no, just follow it. I'm like, no, you don't understand. You don't have to push that button. She's like, no, I promise you do. Uh, oh. So we both learned to do that day. Oh, man. It was so fun, and I will never forget really playing it off, like, man, I, I'm not sure I like this couch at all. Y'all, this is a beautiful couch. This is a beautiful couch that I was like, oh my God, I love it. But on the outside, I'm like, I'm not sure, y'all. It's not, I don't like it. I don't like it right here. I don't like it right here. I definitely don't like it over here. <laughs> Allie's like, I'm, if you lose me this couch, I swear to God. <laughs> well, her face was like, stop, stop, stop. Ooh, stop, stop, ooh, stop. <laughs> oh, but we did it. Man, what a day. Okay, Allie, <clears throat> you have a choice between 
three games today. Your choices are, would you rather, uh, game number two, Mad Libs, or game number three, would you like me to give you a three-card tarot read? Well, I'm not a Mad Libs kind of gal. Okay, okay. Um, I like a would you rather, but I feel like I'm thinking tarot card today. All right, I feel it too. Let's take a chance now and heat up our baths. You want to? Okay, here we go. I'm gonna, here we go, everybody. It's now your chance. If you're in your own tub, light it up! We're lighting it up. Get my tarot cards. Ooh, that's a hot bath. Woo! All right. <laughs> Alright everybody, we're gonna get started in just a second. Hang with us. Gotta have a hot bath if you're gonna do Tales from the Tub. Especially if you're gonna do a tarot read while you're in the tub. Alright. Whew, alright. Ooh, man. Let me get that sweat off my upper lip here, friends. Alright, Allie, my deck is shuffled and cleansed. I just thought you should know. And I'm sitting, um, I'm sitting in my tub, and I'm I have it on a little um, mat outside my tub, and uh, here we go. I will take a picture of these for you and send them to you when we're done. Hold on, my drain is making too much sound. Oh, the problems of real life tubs. All right, here we go. Card, ow, card number one. You okay? Cool. Yeah, I just really squished my boob on the side of the yellow tub. Everything's cool, though. I just got a little squish there. All right, here we go. Your first cup today, or your first cup, your first card, which represents what's falling away from you, is the Six of Cups. And I really like this spread so far. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Six of Cups. It's facing forward. All three cards are straight up. So this is uh, resembling a harmonious home, children, and childhood memories, longing for the sweetness and innocence of the past. So, um, and the, were you just home in Tucson recently? Um, over the, uh, in Thanksgiving. Okay, Thanksgiving. in Thanksgiving, okay. And did you ever have, and while you were, you were in Austin for Christmas, were you able to kind of like have some form of a Christmas while you were out Yes, there? very much so. Uh, my dear friend Sophie, who's uh, like, a sister from another Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> yeah. We had our own uh, Christmas where we cooked and we ate yummy desserts and it was it was surprisingly lovely. We were able to create our own cheer even though we were away from our fam. Excellent. Yeah, well it's showing that, that was a nice that was nice for you. Um, so I'm glad that the holiday season was one that you could really enjoy, Allie. That makes me very happy inside. Uh, your next card, which is the Seven of Cups, which is the representation of where you are in the present moment. This is telling you to uh, remember to not overindulge in your thoughts of what the future may bring. Daydreams. It's time to wake up and rejoin the world, Miss Allie. So as you prepare to move, which nobody on this podcast knows yet, but as you prepare to move uh, to a new place, remember to do what you told me at the beginning of our talk today, which is like, just don't be stressed out. You know, it's going to take care of itself. 
And for context, it's actually kind of interesting that we told the tale about moving, mm-hmm. and I'm preparing to move for the same reason, in very much the same flow, to a new place. And sad that I won't have Kate to schlep me there. Mm-hmm. I will have another dear friend, but uh, yeah, oh man, yeah, very interesting, very true. All right, third card. This is the possible future of things as they continue. Um, so as you step forward right after this, remember that you have the ability to change its physics, right? So you have the ability to change your life, uh, just by simply putting intentions out there. So your last card today is the three of cups, um, symbolizes life's joys and potential riches, a celebration involving women, possibly a wedding feast, peace between family generations, and there will be reasons to celebrate. That's really exciting. I like that. Yeah, I'm going to say that's great. I like that you get to celebrate soon. That makes me very happy inside. I'm going to pull you one more future card because it's being, my spirit guides are telling me to. Awesome. All right. Yes. Your last card of today, which is just kind of the overall message or lesson, um, just kind of like a sum up of where we are, right? Like you get to leave behind some stuff that is very nostalgic for you and still happy place. Like Austin will always be happy for you. And that's cool. Um, all right. Nine of pentacles is your future card. Let me get to that slide here. That slide. I need to stop teaching online for a minute. <laughs> I, think, I think that's proof of that. All right. Let's see. Nine of pentacles. Pleasure or sensuality, fertility and luxury, uh, material prosperity. Now that this has been accomplished, perhaps it's time to create a family. So when we when we hear fertility in the cards, it's all about creation. So to me, this card says not only are you going to be reason to celebrate with this move with like pure, like clear confirmation that it was the right thing to do, but you'll be in a position now where you get to like really create. You're actually going to be creating things because you'll have the opportunity. Ooh, I hope so. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's that cool. Makes me feel a little better. <laughs> yeah, you're doing you're doing the right thing. It's all coming. It's all coming to a head, and I'm really excited for you, Al. Thank you so much. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely appreciate that uh, that reflection. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, and I that wraps us up, y'all. That's tales from the tub. Al, you got anything else you want us to know about you for, before we leave? No, just that I'm grateful to be asked to participate. Uh, mm-hmm. So fun to get to hang out with you in the tub. Yeah. And I'm just going to say that I think we should, uh, we being the collective we, should have more joint tub Zoom situations. I think this is a fun thing to do. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Thank you so much for plugging that. Um, Allie is an amazing vocalist. Be ready to hear her uh, coming at you in a lot of different types of ways and forms soon. That's going to be rad. Uh, if you don't follow Tales from the Tub on Instagram, please do Tales dot. Yeah, it's like Tales from the Tub, but like with periods in between each word. It's a lot, um, but I'm a lot, so get used to it, friends. Um, golly, that's Tales from the Tub, y'all. I love you so much. Can't wait for Act Two of the Catfish Tale coming at you next week with some more special guests coming in. Um, and some other things that are kind of like in the works. Um, so I'm excited about those announcements coming up. Thanks for listening to Tales from the Tub. I love you all, my little slippery friends. See you soon, little bubbles. Bye. <laughs>